Hello and welcome to episode 60 of the Random Thoughts podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the war on the extraordinary. There's a few different topics. They're all going to be tied together from a few news stories that I've been seeing in the media, from some conversations that I've had in the No Agenda show troll room slash chat room available at noagendastream.com. Basically, you can boil this down to saying the perversion of normal in the name of equality or the impending death of being extraordinary. But I want to start on a little bit of a personal note since this podcast is run on the No Agenda stream which of course is home to the No Agenda podcast, noagendashow.com. And a lot of people I know that listen to Random Thoughts are No Agenda fans. It's a rarity, I think, if you're listening to this podcast and you're unaware of No Agenda. And if you are, check the show out. Podcasters everywhere owe a lot to Adam Curry, one half of the No Agenda crew, because he started this whole podcasting thing. And he does that show with John C. Dvorak. And they have that show based upon the value for value model, which is something that we have embraced here at the Random Thoughts podcast, that we're giving you the show. No doubt about it. The show's out. It's free. You can download it. You can enjoy it. Nobody's asking you to pay if you don't want to. Now, if you feel you got value out of the show, you can make a donation. And we appreciate the people that do. No agenda the same way. And they've got a system set up where there are rankings. Ooh, I know this is bad in the socialist leaning world that we're in now, where everybody should be the same. The No Agenda Show works on a system where once you donate $1,000 to the show, you become a knight of the round table. Yes, very much going back to the King Arthur days. And it goes up from there. Every time you add another thousand, it goes up. Well, not every thousand, but you go up to 2000, you get baronet, then you get to baron, viscount, earl, and then it gets to the point where you start adding multiple thousands for duke, archduke, and grand duke, which is the highest level right now. And that would be somebody that over the lifetime of the show has donated $33,000. I don't know if there is a grand duke yet, but I know there's at least one archduke, archduke Nussbaum, and that would be at the level of $20,000 in donations to the show. But this is a system where you get a title. Not everybody is equal when it comes to the titles, although to be fair, the no agenda community is great and people aren't treated differently because they have different titles. This isn't feudal England where you could have, you know, somebody wiped out, killed or you could take everything of theirs because you outrank them. But there is still this system where people have different titles. And I know some people might find that to be a really odd thing. It seems to work really well for the No Agenda Show. And I have donated some money to the No Agenda Show. And we do a lot of other stuff, including the pre shows before the No Agenda Shows. We rock out, play some bootleg rock and roll, and take care of some of the server stuff, along with my buddy, Sir Ryan Bemrose. And Mark Von Dyke, also known as Void Zero. And while I had donated money to the No Agenda show, I was not up to the point of knighthood until 
an anonymous donor, and I know who he is, graciously and very generously donated in my name to put me over the top to become a knight, which happened on Sunday of this week. And it was really a cool thing. It is really an honor to know that there are people out there like this anonymous donor who likes the stuff we're doing enough to pitch in in my name and donate to put us over the top. And we thank them for that. It is an honor to be a part of the community. And it is an honor to have the rank of knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Now, this ties into the other things we're talking about because we're living in a world where socialism seems to be the push. People don't want others to be rich. They want to take that wealth and they want to give it to other people. They don't like capitalism. They don't like people owning companies. And it's getting to be a very scary world. And I've never really thought that I would get to the point. You know, when you're growing up, you hear old people be like, ah, the world's nothing like it was when I was growing up. It's changing. And you think, how much can a world change within one lifetime? And the answer seems to be a lot. When you talk about being ordinary, and I did the really cheesy thing that you do when you're giving a speech, you're standing up at a wedding, making your toast. I mean, I know I cringe myself when people say Webster's defines, but I'm going to do that. I'm going to break that rule that I don't like doing that. And I'm going to do that here. Just say Webster defines what is ordinary as of common quality, rank or ability. Or the alternative definition, which is deficient in quality, poor or inferior. I talked about this a little on a previous episode when I talked about my nephew, who's now in his 20s, back in junior high. He just happened to be lucky enough that the year he was graduating from junior high was the year they decided that we can't have valedictorians anymore because it's going to make the other kids feel bad because. They didn't score as well. They didn't get as good of grades. So he would have been the valedictorian. But no, because now everybody has to get a trophy because everybody is absolutely equal. Nobody is better at something than anybody else. We can't have that. We can't have people growing up into a world where their abilities are different, where their rank is different, where the quality of their life is different, even though we all know that that is the big lie because that is the real world we are not all of the same rank or of the same ability we also talked about forced diversity in a previous episode which rolls right into a news story that i saw yesterday and this is in regards to the victoria secret company once a bohemoth now struggling a little bit the question of why that's happening Well, a lot of people are pointing to the fact, well, they just weren't diverse enough in the models that they used, which, okay, maybe something can be said for that. But we've talked about marketing in the past, and usually marketing is something that's done to sell you a product, obviously, and they usually want to show you how your life can be better when you buy their product. I've never seen anybody trying to market a product that goes, you know, If you buy the shirt from us, you're going to look like a schlub. No, but Victoria's Secret, they're trying to pivot. This is the first year in a long, long time where they're not having a fashion show. 
which of course was broadcast on television. So this was a big event. A lot of money always went into it. And it was a decent part of their marketing strategy. So Victoria's Secret has done a couple of different things, which I think are probably antithetical to getting themselves more business. And I think it's something that's leading them down the path to zero to complete collapse. But we'll have to wait and see. And the first would be they gave in to the calls of you're not diverse enough. And they have hired a transgender model, which I think is hilarious in so many different ways. And I know you're going to call me an old guy and hate filled and whatever you want to. And that's great. But here's the question I will pose to all of you. When somebody is selling a product, in the case of Victoria's Secret, that would be clothing overall. Sure, some of it has more material than others, and we can get down to the bras and panties and lingerie and that, but they also sell some other stuff, along with you know, swimsuits. But it seems funny to me that the answer to who is the best model to wear these clothes that are aimed at a female audience, that the answer to that would be somebody that used to be a dude, because the body type is a little bit different. And I just find that to be ironic, that the best person to model women's clothes would be men. What is that saying about women? I don't know. They're also tipping their little foot into the pool of having larger models who maybe don't look like the Amazon beauties that they've been using in the past. And for that is where we start to talk about the ordinary, the death of the extraordinary. When you start going, we don't want to use these beautiful models because they're too good looking. They're not normal enough. They're not average enough. They are not ordinary enough. And I wonder when marketing is all about selling somebody the illusion of attaining a better life through their product, how this is all going to work out. And I don't think it will. And Victoria's Secret, we talked about in the forced diversity episode, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, which of course had larger models, older models, and the one model with the skin condition where her complexion is all over the charts from dark to light and in patchy areas. And I think it's the same model just showed up on Victoria's Secret as well. So, of course, for diversity, and I have nothing against this model, I mean, but is this the image that you're usually trying to sell. I think we have a long way to go before people can look at a model with a skin condition like that and go, oh, no, that's fine. I want to see that on the advertisements that I'm looking at because that's going to convince me to buy a product. And I don't think it will. I think there's a lot of people who are going to say, oh, it's great. Diversity is great. But they're probably also the ones that take one look at that and kind of turn away like, oh, I don't want to see that. That's that's different. But the thing that really got my gears going was reading an article about the impending death of the Victoria's Secret Angels with a bunch of these models no longer working for the company. And the ones that are still working for the company are working elsewhere as well, which is something that in the past you didn't see a whole lot. And there's a simple reason, and it's an economic reason, and I'm curious in how this is all tied into it, because they mentioned 
that the Victoria's Secret models of the recent past, the Alessandra Ambrosios, the Adriana Limas, their contracts with Victoria's Secret were for millions of dollars a year. They were the face of the brand, and the brand was selling. The new models that are being hired and some of the old ones which are still hanging around, those contracts are down to a paltry 100K a year, which uh, puts them below what school teachers in our high schools around here make. So, I mean, let's just understand where this is going now. We're bringing those models down to earth, and they're the ones that are out there fighting for this, like the artists, Springsteen and the like, who are out there in the political climate pushing for some of these socialist guys. Jack White, too, a guy that's out there playing Bernie Sanders rallies. And Jack White, I don't get it. You're a guy that came from nothing. You used to be a guy that built furniture. And you've hit it big to the point of making tons of money and starting your own record label. But that's not normal, Jack. That's a socialist world will be taking all that away from you. We should be applauding you for doing what you've done, for making a career, for starting a company, for being successful. Why the hell would you want to go out? and get Bernie Sanders elected as president, a guy that wants to take your money and give it to everybody else who doesn't want to work, who doesn't want to be extraordinary, who just want to be lumps and collect the government check. I don't get it. But there's a lot of these people that do, Jack White, Bruce Springsteen, and you see a lot of these supermodels, maybe they just don't get it. Maybe it's true that they don't understand what's going on. I don't know. But Maybe they want to look and ask why those million dollar plus contracts are down to a hundred thousand a year. I believe I've mentioned before that I used to be a big NASCAR fan, and this is another sport that seems to be really getting things wrong and doing things that have taken the sport, which were it was once hard to get tickets to these events. Now it's easy. Nobody's showing up. The interest level has crashed and burned even when there's cars on the tracks crashing and burning. And the reason for that, I believe, is the incessant changing of the rules that NASCAR started recently after the death of Dale Earnhardt Sr., where they tried to, and here's something that is a phrase that when you hear it, you should, uh, you should have chills up and down your spine because they wanted to level the playing field. Yeah. Leveling the playing field means socialism, making everybody alike. Nobody is better than anybody else. And they said that was, you know, to make competition better. Well, no, it made competition boring when they started going to limiting what you could do to these cars. Everybody had to use the same bodies. Everybody had to be doing the same thing. And what happens with that is striving to be better is very hard to do. Innovating is very hard to do and it's not just nascar it's everything in the world everything in your life if you are limited by things you cannot be the best you can be you cannot innovate you cannot push those boundaries leveling the playing field is the absolute last thing you want to do if you want to live in a society that is going to thrive 
The big lie is that everybody is equal. It is not true. Equality is a myth. Not everybody has the same set of skills. Sorry to break it to you, everybody, but that is the truth. Not everybody is physically as strong as the next. I'm a guy that's six foot six, and even when I'm in bad shape, I'm a lot stronger than smaller guys or women. That's just a physical thing. You can't change that. Then you have intellectual skills. There are some people who are way better at a lot of things than I am that can understand math, that can understand complex equations, that can take to programming skills, programming languages, uh, learn multiple foreign languages like it's nothing. And I just sit there and go, (laughs) I don't know, I'm an idiot when it comes to that. Not everybody has the same set of skills. A lot of people comment that I've got the voice for radio and other people don't. You know what? That's something that helps when doing stuff like podcasts. There can be people saying the exact same stuff that I am, but if they're saying it in a way that doesn't sound as good, they're probably not going to get as many people to listen. And that's okay because equality is a myth. Not everybody gets the same set of skills. My eyes have always sucked. Ever since I was a kid, extremely nearsighted. If you've been listening along here, you know that I lost vision nearly completely in my right eye a couple of years ago. So most people listening to this have better vision than I do. I'm sure some have less. And that's great because we all have things that we're good at. We all have things that we kind of suck at. Some people are creative. They can sit down and write a book that just knocks people over, the great American novel. You have people that can write songs. Of course, a lot of people listening to music today will tell you that it's not as good as it used to be when musicians could actually play songs, where they actually had skills at playing guitar or piano or drums or bass. Tools have been created by very smart coders that will let anybody sit down with a laptop and make some pretty good sounding music. Of course, a lot of that sounds almost exactly alike because people are using the same samples and all of the same plugins. But maybe that's what everybody wants because we want Victoria's Secret to use models that look like every girl we see walking up and down the street. And guy, I guess I don't want to be sexist or genderifying people there. Maybe we want that in music, too. Why do we want anybody to be extraordinary? Why do we want those good songwriters, those good guitarists? We don't want that. That, What would that bring to our world if people were different and actually had better skills than I do or you do to create music? We don't want that, do we? Of course we do. That's what makes entertainment great. That's why these artists are rewarded with our money when we buy their products. I mean, I know guys like Springsteen are getting old now, so they've already made all their money, but Jack White's still a pretty young guy, and I want to know what he sees a socialist utopia looking at, because if Bernie Sanders gets in and decides to take away his record label and take all of Jack White's money and give it to somebody else because it has to be spread around, I wonder if he's going to be so happy that he would get the guy elected or if he even understands what he's out there advocating because i don't think a lot of people do because on the face all of this sounds good when you say well everybody should be equal they're not you should treat everybody equally i mean but everybody has the right to make whatever life that they can 
And I would think most people would prefer that to have the ability to work, to build a life, to build an empire, to make money, to create art, to do things and be in charge of your own destiny rather than you're born into a system where everybody's equal, everybody gets the same amount of money. It doesn't matter if you're Taylor Swift or the guy sweeping the floors down at the Burger King, you're going to get the same amount of money. So what would incentivize Taylor Swift to put up with the stuff that she does or any artist to go around the grueling schedule, the stalkers and psychotic fans? If we were all making the same money, entertainment would die. Socialism is really nothing more than a classless society, which is the ultimate in ordinary. What incentivizes people in such a world to learn, to create, to suffer for their craft? Nothing, because you're getting the same thing no matter what you do. So people are going to take the easy way out. There's no question about it. It's human nature to be good little slaves. To let the government tell them what they can and can't do and what they can and cannot have. I mean, all 112 genders are going to have to fall into line. It's sad, really, because I don't think most of these people, and a lot of them are children that are pushing for this socialist idea, realize that if it comes to fruition, your iPhones are going away, baby, because who's going to pay for them? You're not going to have enough money to. If you think socialism is you're going to live the life of a rich person. If you're going to be the Kardashian, if you're going to be the Taylor Swift, and that's what socialism is going to be, and that we're all going to live like billionaires with unlimited funds and unlimited things with all of our toys and all of our gadgets, you're out of your mind. What you're going to end up living is the life of the person that's flipping burgers today. You're going to have nothing. You're going to have no control over your life. You're going to have no chance to better yourself. Go to school and learn and get a better job. Nope. Doesn't matter in a socialist world, ladies and gentlemen. All you get is what the government says you can have. You can be a doctor. Doesn't matter. You can be a pop superstar. Doesn't matter. We are all equal in that world. And that is where the concept of this utopia really starts to break down. And somehow, these millionaire artists that are out there pushing for it don't seem to understand that. And that's kind of sad. And I guess it should be expected because we know the education system is failing everybody at this point. So what can we do? How sad is it that we live in a society that is idolizing a grammar school dropout in Greta Thunberg, where we are literally erecting building sized murals to her because she is such a great leader this is the start of the downfall of society when we turn to an autistic kid with parents who have abused her into believing that global climate change is all man's fault and we're all gonna die in 10 years when you start putting your faith in autistic children who know not what they speak of and start idolizing them, where do you go from here? We're building a society of people that think fantasy is reality. We're creating a society of people who think they can have everything their way. And I know that sounds like a Burger King slogan back from the 80s or 90s, 
And I'm talking about Burger King here because there was just a story that hit the interwebs that Burger King is being sued by vegans because they dare to cook those impossible burgers on the same grills where they cook the real meat. Oh my God, can you believe the humanity of that? This is what happens when everybody gets a trophy. I mean, let's forget the irony that these new meatless burgers are actually worse for your health than eating real meat. They're loaded up with chemicals. They're loaded up with fat. They're loaded up with sodium. Let's forget all that for a minute. But the vegans here are claiming that cooking a impossible burger, this meatless burger on the same grill as a regular burger, will cause cross meat contamination. Ooh, I'm scared. Cross meat contamination. And I wonder what they think is going to happen here. Do you really think that Burger King's going to go? You know, we can retrofit all of our places to have a special grill only for the non-meat burgers. And I mean, if you've ever worked in a fast food place or know anybody that did, ask yourself, do you think the employees there care if they did actually say, okay, this particular grill is only for the Impossible Burgers? Do you really think the people working at Burger King give a crap and that they're going to keep to that rule? No. Do you really think Burger King's going to add new grills just for your meatless burgers? No. Do you really think that Burger King's going to dedicate parts of the grills they have in their current locations to just meatless burgers? No. You know what's going to happen, vegans? They're going to stop selling the meatless burgers, you morons! This is what happens when instead of striving to be extraordinary, you start settling for the ordinary you have people with absolutely no logic you have people with absolutely no reason and it seems to only be getting worse i'm sorry i'm going to keep striving to do the best job that i can whether it comes to podcasting or anything else and i'm still going to be searching out those people that do their jobs well when i decide where i'm going to put my money and buy music or books or any kind of content or physical goods and i think you are too because nobody wants the crap nobody wants stuff that's just barely good enough striving to be extraordinary striving to be better is not a bad thing don't fall into the concept that we need to level the playing field to make it fair for everybody sorry life isn't fair people have different skill sets and certain people are going to succeed while others fail. Some people think that's a bad thing, and a lot of those are on the left because you look at what people like Joe Biden give to charity and it's next to nothing. I think it was like $1,000. It's like, Joe, come on. I'm a podcaster and I'm more generous than you are. What does that say? The system works because when people are successful, they give to charities, they give back, and that's okay. If you go to a socialist system where everybody has the same, you lose that entirely. Everybody will be the same sad schlub. Of course, except for the few people in the government who'll have their extra special stash. So do me a favor when you see this kind of stuff out in the wild. Tell these people why they're wrong. 
Tell them why being extraordinary is a good thing. Why accepting less is a bad thing. Why living on the government dole is never going to get anybody the happy life they think they're going to have. And that socialism isn't going to be all of us being rock stars or the star quarterback. No, it's going to be we're all just the guys flipping burgers or sweeping floors and just trying to eke out a living. And that doesn't sound like fun to me. So I'm going to fight this one with every breath that I have. I want to thank everybody once again for listening to this Random Thoughts podcast here at episode 60, for listening to the Grumpy Old Ben's podcast that I do with my buddy Sir Ryan Bemrose, and listening to the No Agenda pre-shows that I've been doing Thursdays and Sundays before the No Agenda show on the No Agenda stream, noagendastream.com. I'm having a whole lot of fun, and I haven't lost my voice yet, so that is a plus. We do have an executive producer for today's show, another contribution from Keith Von Dyke, and I want to say I appreciate that and everybody who has contributed to this little podcast since we've started it over a year ago. I'm still having fun, and I hope you're enjoying listening. If you like what you hear, please go to randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com, and subscribe. You can do it in the Apple ecosystem, the Android ecosystem, or you can even have it emailed to you every time a new show drops so you never miss a minute of the Random Thoughts podcast. We are a very grassroots show, so if you can do the usual things, subscribe, review, rate, turn a friend onto the show, it would be appreciated. And if you want to throw something, we work on the value for value model, as we mentioned, if you want to throw something our way, the same address, click the little donate button. We greatly appreciate it. Helps keep the lights on and the microphones humming and everything sounding good. You can email me at random thoughts podcast, R E N D U M B thoughts podcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at random podcast, R E N D U M B podcast, or my personal Twitter, Darren O'Neill, D A R R E N O N E I L L. I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.